That's right, folks. It's the Mega Mailbag Spectacular, but how much of a spectacle can it be? It's a podcast. Welcome to another episode of On Air. We are back after a month-long hiatus. You know, we said we were going to be here every week, but sometimes you just run into a Steve Minecart and die at 20. Or get COVID, metaphorically speaking. Yeah. Or literally. Anyway, I had COVID. So welcome back, folks. Jesus Christ, I took my cold medicine today and we're ready to party. We need to start off at the recap. That's good. Welcome to the club. You know, we both avoided it for so long. Like, over two years. Our, our hubris had to catch up to us eventually, right? Mask or no mask. Oh, man. But while we were gone, a bunch of tournaments happened. And, you know, we are going to have to skip a few of the weeks just because this past week had so much smash action. And we are going to start down in the Capitol with one of the most stacked Austin brackets I've seen in a long time. Yeah, this is a name list of like, the. this is like the naughty list. Like everybody here is a demon that deserves hell. And they gave it to each other, as it turns out. So we'll start off at seventh place, as is traditional. We had Rat, first and foremost. I'm not familiar, but that's hilarious because they main Pichu. Oh, yeah, they're pretty good. That might be the best Pichu in Texas now that Mars is focusing on being a, you know, big VTuber. Oh, wow, yeah, I forgot about Mars's whole career now. I miss them a lot, and their fluffy hair. But following up with that is our premier Mega Man player, Waltz. Waltz is a Wi-Fi player and also an in-person candidate. And that is probably the most aggressive Mega Man I've ever seen. Like, this isn't the kind of Mega Man that's like, oh, yeah, my Mega Man's different. He's aggressive <laughs> rushdown. It, he really is. It's insane. I'll, I'll have to wait until I fight him, because when people tell me, they're like, I play a zoner, but, you know, I'm, like, aggressive, and I go for crazy mix-ups. I'm like, uh-huh, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's built different. Like, the way he uses Metal Blade is, like, he literally will use that as an opener to rush you down, and he just repeats that, and then capitalizes off of every interaction it's crazy he's wild. interesting i love seeing like people's unique takes on their character and i would say fifth place lima his bayonetta definitely the most unique bayonetta i've ever seen oh yeah lima in general like it was already unique like amongst all the other inundation of bayonettas in smash 4 and then once they all died out and lima was the last mm -hmm. one standing now it's just like lima's just a completely unprecedented presence in the smash scene and that's what i love about him but fifth place for now because this tournament was crazy tying with yes. giddy the premier Roy and Crom, who may have picked up somebody else, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's mostly been Roy and Crom, but I don't. Was was Giddy playing Aegis recently? I mean, Giddy's kind of like cheeks where every sword I I think Giddy can wield. Yeah, in some capacity, but I'm pretty sure Giddy's like a loyalist. He's not like Kyle, right? Kyle dropped him <laughs> for uh, what Snake, the most like unintuitive <laughs> character hop I've ever seen. Hey, that up tilt is a, is a disjoint, okay? <laughs> you know what? That's the sword. <laughs> At least one yeah. move carries over. Anyway, so, you know it was a stat tournament if we see Mute Ace. That's right, Mute Ace, number one Texas in fourth place. My yeah, god, what a tournament. <laughs> Lima in fifth and well, Mute Ace in fourth? Who's possibly right? next? There, go on. Well, third place, uh, repping true to the number, right? Z3, yeah. the young Link. Z third, oh my god, she's popping off recently. Definitely, I feel like once uh, she starts traveling more, we're gonna see, you know, Z three showing up like top thirty two of majors. Mm hmm. It reminds me a lot of um the old days of Austin when he was like 
kicking the butt of every big name that ever came down to DFW. Mm-hmm. Texas now, has a lot of those people. Bull Hall, he's also kind of like that. He doesn't travel too much, but this Incineroar, this cat is crazy. He talks the talk, that's for damn sure, but this time, yeah, he walked the walk. To the chagrin mm-hmm. of many of his haters. <laughs> Bull Hall, no bullshit. <laughs> that man is good. Second place over Mutace, Lima, Giddy, Z3, and Waltz and Rat. My god, with Incineroar. <laughs> right? That's a viable but Ganondorf. Only one person could hail home at the capital, and that was Shattuck. His corn oh, yeah. getting first place. Woohoo! We love to see the Shattuck W. It's common. Common though it be, we are always happy to see it. Yeah, more and more common. Like, oh man, this this kid just keeps getting better. Jesus Christ, man. Like, I've never seen anybody with more faith in their character. And have it be so <laughs> well placed from the evidence, right? Right, 100%. But yeah, shout out to everyone that was in Austin. And we're going to get on 35 and go up to Fort Worth for the Freaks Fort Worth Monthly. That's a long drive, sheesh. We'll start off with... I've done it so many times. Yeah, sadly, we know. <laughs> That's why your car broke down today. Moving on, we had Inoido <laughs> Snake in seventh place, tying up with... Skeletons Kazuya. Yeah, good to see them out of Fort Worth. I know um, their skeleton usually goes to Richardson, and I'm trying to say it in Inoido. I always say it wrong. I just want to say innuendo every time <laughs> yeah. I see it. But he usually goes to Denton, so you know they're they're showing up for the monthly and they're placing well, getting top eight. Doesn't help that he plays Snake, so that just keeps the innuendos rolling. Anywho, <laughs> I'm really proud of Skeleton. We saw that massively dubious clip that Meg posted on Twitter, like "Why do you hate competing in DFW?" Where Atomic <laughs> oh. and Skelly just zero to death each other three times in a row, and that was incredible. I could tell that Skeleton yeah. has a massive passion for this game. DFW, it's like which teenagers get his hair? It's FU. Oh my god. God. <laughs> at the very least, hey, at least know, it wasn't Steve. It's hard. It's hard for like boomers out here, like Phenom, <laughs> who's who's playing Honest Spaces. No Fox this tournament. Went Falco though, and still got fifth place. You're gonna single-handedly retire him. And then we have OMJ, <laughs> the Sonic player, also tying for fifth. Yeah, I got some blue blurs getting fifth place there, but there's only one blue hair hero that could outplace them. Vanguard's Ike getting fourth place. Blue and spiky hair is just the trend of this entire top eight, it seems. But if anybody was going to outspeed Sonic, I wouldn't have expected it to be Ike, but Vanguard isn't being slowed down by anybody these days. He's kind of popping off. Like, he was winning Denton and, like, taking really big names. I think he beat Yanni, didn't he? Yeah, he he? beat Yanni and Denton a couple weeks ago. He's he's kind of making a late PR push. We'll see if he can get there. There's not much time left in the season. But he is definitely peaking at the right time. That's right. If only it would be just in time. But don't worry about that for now, because now we need to talk about Zaheer, who is a name I know isn't really local, right? Uh, He's pretty local. He's one of the DFW Robs. There's Uh, so many of them. I must be thinking of somebody else, but he's a rare addition to the cast, regardless. Yeah, and he tied with another Rob. Atomic, I know you have a Joker, but you are always a Rob main to us. Yep, and the clear clips we see, that's always going to be the Rob, right? Yeah. Yep. But and now, now we t- it turns out for the Freaks Fort Worth Monthly, it's been a long time since I've seen Davy in first, and it's been a long time since I've seen him do it with Game and Watch. Yeah, I feel like that character fits him. He's he has a pretty degenerate playstyle, and he's not <laughs> afraid to like, you know, just just like down smash and up smash a bunch. And sometimes <laughs> His you know Game what? Game and Watch is it's a great counterfeit character. He should definitely bring it out more. I have to agree. He brought it out against me, and it didn't do so well. So I'm really surprised to see it. 
he like immediately beat me afterwards with Aegis. So I'm like, yeah, totally makes sense. <laughs> but yeah. then he beat everybody at Fort Worth with Game I'd and like Watch him alone. To stick with the Aegis Game and Watch combo, I feel like that really fits him. I know he's been trying to like, um, you know, play Steve for the past couple months, but he's just he's got such solid fundies. He can play like more simple characters and win. You know. Yeah, and Game and Watch certainly is a simple one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's two dimensional. How, how simple is that? <laughs> But regardless, it's really cool to see Davian in first. Like, I always see him in top eights, but never in first place. That's a big W for him. I'm sure he's happy. So, Freak Stenton, moving on. We have the man, the myth, the mini cheese in seventh place. Yeah, hold him down for, you know, the puffs out there. You gotta you gotta show up to Denton soon and get on the top eight banner with him. I showed up to him with Denton for the first time in ages, and then I just coincidentally got COVID and have been retired for a month. My <laughs> God. <laughs> I tried, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'll be back. That's... I'll be back. Now, I'm not familiar with Private Idaho and his Bayo. Uh, Private Ida so Bayo, but that's cool. They um, they used to go to Greenlight, and then this was their first Denton tournament. Yeah, you don't usually see new players pick up Bayo. Oh, yeah, there's Bayo. They beat me and Thrillho oh. both. <laughs> And then I went up to them afterwards. I was like, you're bad for this tournament. You <laughs> me, me and my boyfriend, my boyfriend. And we both happen to be influential slash TOs slash we're doing the seating. You're seated last from now on. Yeah, but they they were definitely understood by me. You know, <laughs> shout out to me. And um, they actually were working on... I think they were doing like an anthropology study or something. They were, they were oh, talking well, to Joey cool. Bunch afterwards, so... I'm sure they'll be back with more questions and more Bayonetta results. Man, that's definitely not the direction I would have expected that to go, but don't you worry. We're going to be going in much more predictable directions for Freaks Denton, because it's looking like a very familiar set of characters. First of all, being Jama, tied with uh -huh. In Cold, a.k.a. Quirked Up White Boy, a.k.a. Fat Boy Summer, a.k.a. The Coolest Dude in Denton. Yeah, they're, they're doubles teammates, and they're sharing that fifth place banner, because, you know, usually they're one and two, but Denton... Kind of heavy hitters this week. Fourth place was Vanguard's Ike. Yeah, which is actually which uncharacteristically is like, low given the recent placements. Yeah, he's usually the person that gets first place. But I mean, look at that top three. That top three is insane. We got Junior first and foremost. Skeleton and Junior are kind of in the same boat of being the up and coming Kazuya players, and they keep on taking like mm -hmm. these massive upsets. But then, you know, because they can't earn that seating permanently, they wind up like drowning a little bit earlier in bracket than the premier Kazuyas like Burr. Yeah, they also just don't go to as many tournaments as Burr. Yeah. You know, Burr travels, he goes to majors. We always talk about how So yeah, maybe Junior and Skeleton, you know, get a little more out there. They'll they'll start getting those results. They're both very talented for sure. Yeah, I can tell that like they have a really big passion for the game. And like they do plenty of labbing because once they get that conversion on you, your stock is finished. And that's like, that takes a lot of dedication and work. In boring lab sure. hours. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> it's time for lab. Well, apparently Yanni, because he never seems to slow down, but he did slow down just enough to play second instead of first. And we have a name we haven't seen in a while here in first place, apparently, yeah. that hasn't gotten rusty. AZ. Oh, man. He actually, I think, got 3-0 by Yanni in winners, and then won game 10 in the reset. Oh, that's hype as hell. My god. Yeah. He killed Yanni with like a reflector on the anvil to win. It was it was pretty. <laughs> That's so cool. Reverse Looney Tunes combo. That's the dad. Apparently, Daddy Denton is not rusty in the game in the slightest. He just needed a good little refresher. Told Amy to sit back in her high chair while Daddy takes care of business. My God, way to go, Az. That's crazy. Yeah, way to go. Hopefully, we'll see him at more tournaments. He's taking world class names. 
despite having been like World retired class. for a month that's crazy i'm so happy for him so next we have ultimate shockwave ult ult ultimate shockwave beginning with tray five yeah tray five messing up our recap again not getting fifth place <sighs> yeah he's either getting too high or too low <laughs> Tisk tisk. We have an agreement. <laughs> <laughs> it must be hard to intentionally place anywhere, right? Sheesh. But then we got Iceless right. as well. Iceless has been making a hell of a name for himself because his name may be Iceless, but he's certainly not sauceless. He is kicking ass uh, left and right. When I shout out to Shockwave, he was just in training mode doing like ice climber zero death, and I was like, oh god, I hope I don't fight him. <laughs> That's the consistency it takes, right? I bet he was practicing on Rob. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Because you know what? There's so many Robs. Fifth place, a Rob, Cosma. Oh, in fact, like, <laughs> the speak of the devil and he <laughs> shall be downloaded. And then we also have Shokio, yeah. who was the one that actually messed up Trey 5's fifth place placement. Yeah, Shokio had a pretty good run, you know. He's usually saying, like, this this meta just, you know, she can't do it, but... Sheik did it this week, at least getting fifth place. Shout out to Shokyo. No, yeah, that's a really good placement, for, especially for Ultimate Shockwave. Like, there's plenty of people out mm -hmm. here that have been trying to top eight Shockwave for their whole careers. <laughs> and, like, right. they usually just wind up getting that like that peak ninth, and then they wind up giving up. But not Shokyo. Fifth place, that's crazy. Ordinarily, when you see somebody break into top eight at Shockwave, it's the seventh, and then they're finished. Right. <laughs> typically, typically, but not in this case. So... We have an uncharacteristic top four this week. I'm actually really excited to talk about this because Danby, who's basically the number one in the region aside from, you know, Lima, who just came back and wasn't on the PR because of that. Fourth mm -hmm. place, my goodness, trumped by yeah, he, the one and only Chef. He's usually pretty good um, set-wise against third place Chef, so. Yeah, because like, he's no. like really up on Chef, right? Like he's probably, it's like a probably like a three, one ratio or something. Uh I don't know if it's that high, but it's it's definitely. I saw the stats post that he definitely had the advantage. He is significant. But Chef coming out on top this week, getting third place. Yeah, seriously. On to um, Grayson, who got second place. Dude, every time I think Grayson's not going to make PR for the first time since making PR and being on every single one since, he's like, ah, hold on, I just got to stuff in three second place finishes and I'll be good. Yeah, he's like, wait, let me stop. You know, having fun Donkey Kong and actually try get second place. <laughs> God, Grayson. <laughs> You're a god for that, but although he may have gotten second at Denton, he, he went to Shockwave and then somehow got first. <laughs> That's crazy, Yanni. Yanni in first. Yanni with a W. As ever. But yeah, it's going to be it for Shockwave. Now on to Freaks Richardson. Okay, so Grayson may have gotten second at Ultimate Shockwave. There's just a lot of flip-flopping results this week, apparently. It's been <sighs> chaos. Grayson in seventh yeah. place instead. That's kind of what happens. Like, I feel like there's like four guys that they're always on top eight. And it's just like, where is Danby? Where is Grayson? Where <laughs> is Chef? It's like, well, uh, let's just like put him in the hat and jostle it around a little bit. And then we'll find out <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Sheesh. But Bert the Dragon making a top eight as well. I really hope to see him in the next PR. Like the next, next one that is. It's not going to happen this I, season, but so too, I believe in the dream. It's a hard life out here for a Falcon man. I saw the, he made a tweet about all the characters he fought, and it was like he fought like, only the only normal character was Palatina, and then <sighs> afterwards Mage came up to me and he's like, Bert after our set was like, thank you. Thank you for letting me play Smash. <laughs> thank you for letting me play Smash Brothers as Sakurai intended. Well, unfortunately, he fully intended for Steve to ruin it. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, we'll move on to fifth place because it turns out we were giving Trey Five a little too much shit earlier. He corrected himself immediately. Yes. Trey Five in fifth place as God intended. He's got us. Got our back, Trey Five. <laughs> the fifth place. And Cosma also getting fifth place again. Got fifth place at Shockwave, fifth place at Richardson. Cosmo, he's kind of known for his consistency. This is like Mr. Consistency right there. Those algorithms were downloaded to perfection. Updates installed, antivirus up, and the firewall does not quit. But, unfortunately, it wasn't enough to block the arc fire of Zillion. <laughs> yeah, Zillion appearing, you know, I wouldn't say from the dead, but Freaks Richardson, he definitely isn't the most consistent um, competitor there, but when he does show up, he usually gives top eight. You know, oh, yeah. he's got those skills. Yeah, usually the whenever I see him talent. compete, it's like what, like shockwave, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, basically. But this time, he said, "I'm just going to show up and make sure everybody knows that uh, this DLC two dominated meta is not going to deter me." In fact, he did make that push for PR a while back, but just mm -hmm. barely fell short. And he said, "Ah, screw it." <laughs> I, it's it's just so competitive, especially when you got players like. Beastly and Danby getting third and second place. Ah, uh, but who could it be but the prodigal child, the anime protagonist himself. It's Burr, baby. He's back and he's hotter than ever, despite his name. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely the, I guess he is the protagonist. He does have the fiery hair, the anime Ichigo hair. Oh yeah, literally. I forget what his tweet said. Somebody said that he had the protagonist hair and I had to like explain oh, yeah. that to him visually. But <laughs> yep, he stands out in a crowd and he stands out in Smash Brothers. I'm proud to see him back. So now we can move on to Odyssey and it's very interesting week that it had because of the Arcadian it hosted. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Odyssey is now hosting, uh, I think it's like once every three months, in Arcadian, where PR and former PR and some other people are banned. So, like, you know, Danby's not going to be there. Burr and Lima are going to be there. But you are going to have a bunch of good players that were, like, right on the cusp of making PR. Like, um, you know, honorable mentions from the past, like, seasons. Yeah, like, we're talking about, like, the gatekeepers, but... These are the golden I, I would gates. say even a level above the gatekeepers. Yeah, like these go above and beyond. They just keep you out of the PR and that is it. It is a hard line to cross, that's for damn sure. And like, even with the talent level that we see here and all the good players we know of that are just short, like, I still was really surprised to see who took the top. So, we'll start out with Eidos, who already gets top eights at ordinary events, even with this stacked mm -hmm. talent. So if that tells you anything, he's still getting seventh despite it all. I mean, unranked DFW is like, it's almost as good as PR DFW. Yeah, we need more fodder right in these brackets, man. It's getting too hard out here. <laughs> I'm going one, two at Denton. Help me. So it's, it's a tough world out there, especially when you got, you know, up and comers like DJ Don. Oh, yeah, it's a Steve player, right? Yeah, he plays Steve, also has a Bowser Jr. Ooh, that's he's, an interesting He's more of an Odyssey goer, but he does occasionally go to other tournaments. But yeah, yeah getting Saturdays seventh is good place. for some people. Like, if you think about Johnny, right? Like, Johnny, only he can only go to tournaments on Saturdays. Right, the, the school hours. Mm-hmm. He's been uh, grinding in the Ryuga cord, though, so whispers of a comeuppance <laughs> are nigh. So don't worry about all that. But fifth place, we have Hippo, who has actually been making a massive PR push recently. Yeah, I think Hippo was... The number two seed, so fifth place, a little bit of a disappointment. But if you look at like the other players above him, you know it's it's stacked. It makes you know? sense. It's, it makes <laughs> the sense. only reason you don't see these guys like top eight 
every single week is because of the rest of the monsters in this region. Yeah, and then also getting fifth place is Desley, who I was surprised was not PR. I always just associate Desley with that ranking, but I guess he's just been HM a bunch. Yeah, he's like the HM, honestly. Like, it's yeah. not like a gatekeeper at that point. Like, he's guarding the front door. <laughs> my God. But Those giant know, arms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that reach, my God, pushes you right out. But when I think about it, like, the reason that all these people are making top eight but still placing the same way that they would in an ordinary shockwave or event is probably just because they have the aid of seating. And because, like, our PR has the aid of seating. Like, let's not forget how much seating affects how easy your bracket's going to be. Like, it's intended to make a spectacle for the audience at home, mm -hmm. make sure the skill level of the people that make it that far are equivalent so we aren't seeing three O's across the board for the entire stream. Yeah, that's true, actually. It really And helps. I feel like these results, it's like, this is like another, any other region. <laughs> like, if, if we got rid of all of our PR and just had, like, these players as our PR, it, we would still be, like, a pretty good region. That's yeah. just how stacked DFW is. It just wouldn't be like, a, you know, like a top three states or something. It's just like, it would still be strong. Like, it's a thriving scene. And like, putting my finger to the pulse, I'm seeing Akito here in fourth place. That is like, THE Snake, aside from, you know, Ronnie Chu, who lives in some other Texan city. Yeah, Snake, really good character. People, people slept on him for a while, but you know, don't, don't be sleeping. Snake's in the grass, they're there. They will <laughs> Truly, you. and they are venomous, my god. Before Steve came out, he was kind of like that, that same role right like that character yeah. you have to play completely differently for yes he, they both went neutral by existing it's kind of crazy. god i had a snake that fought me like almost with nikita exclusively and i <laughs> i was panicking bro it was crazy <laughs> <laughs> but anyway we have tizpai who you know when you think about the modesty of tizpai's character choice being mainly ike he'll go aegis when he needs to but ike is his man he's almost yeah. vanguard but he was willing to compromise Ike's his character, and he might be—he might do a little Aegis downplaying, but you know, maybe it's just because he's so good with Ike. Yeah, but after seeing that Biolith cosplay, I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> I want to see you like come out on Halloween in a month in your Biolith cosplay, playing Biolith and Bracket. I want to see that top eight run. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Oh, that would, that would be the ultimate power-up. That'd be hype as hell, <laughs> not gonna lie. Okay, so, Atomic, this is probably the only opportunity he's gonna have to play in an Arcadian. Jesus Christ, that's oh, a PR yeah. inevitability. He is 99% gonna be on the next PR. Mm -hmm. But if it tells it you actually, anything, my god, he got second? Wait a damn yeah, minute. <laughs> he was the number one seed, but, you know, he wasn't the best player that night. That belongs to Simon, whose Mario went off. Oh my god. Holy hell, I don't know hell, if you saw man. the... I didn't, I wasn't there to witness. No, he posted a, a montage on Twitter and he was he was finishing combos with up B, with down air, with fair, with flood, with cape, with F smash. I was like, this Mario is doing all the tricks. Man, after getting a first place finish in an Arcadian this stat, like you think let's go, but he's thinking let's -a go. My fucking God, Simon, that's so cool. Like that's, that's like a finish of a tournament that I would expect out of like like, that's a... I can't even compare it to anything, because DFW is an unprecedented region, man. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Congrats to Simon, Stop that's crazy. To Simon for taking singles. There's also a, a Arcadian doubles. It was Big Brother, so you could have one PR member. God, that was the hypest shit in the world, the concept of it. We love yeah, a good carry, don't we? <laughs> we love a good carry. Shout Jesus. out to Thrillho. All right, so we got Essence and Jekup. Obviously, Essence uh -huh. would be... Wait, actually, I'm not really sure who the Essence, character is in this They area. play Villager. 
No, I know Essence, but I don't know, like, I guess this is the non-carry case, because neither of them sound like PR players that I would know, right? Yeah, yeah, they're the they're both um, non-PR, and they, they snuck to third place, you know? That's just they had that synergy, and nice. Ike is... Ike's a pretty good doubles character, I'll say, after... No, yeah. After like, big startup. Yeah, big startup, like, long and lag characters with a lot of space control. Like, they just thrive in doubles. Yeah, and his throws get so much better. Yeah, exactly. But, um... They got third place, second place, Danby, Maikeo with the the Game Watch Yoshi team, though you cannot combo his team. But literally, we will just, like this upbeat and double jump out of everything, <laughs> and we will be above so you. fun to fight. Oh, God. They are above us looking down, and the only people oh, that got yeah. to look down on them were Beastly and Atomic. They only dropped one game, apparently, which makes sense. They're basically yeah. both PR. <laughs> it's kind of an OP team, but you know what? You gotta abuse the system if you're not banned. No, exactly. Like, Atomic, this is just Atomic's revenge. His revenge run, honestly. <laughs> I still can't believe that uh, Simon managed to put a stop to that. That is insane. Like, way to go, insane dude. Insane in the membrane. But yeah, that's gonna be it for all of our local and regional tournaments. We had a bunch to recap through from Austin to Fort Worth to Denton. But now we have traveled all the way up to the summit. Apparently, this is, like, I looked and watched this tournament from start to finish, and it was the hypest shit I've seen in my life. Yeah, it was crazy. We're going to run through it really quick, though, because we want to get to that mailbag. And, you yes, know, yes, if you're yes. listening to this podcast, you probably watched it, too. True. If you want so, a more thorough explanation and rundown of that event, don't worry. Kimona's got you covered over at PG Stats on YouTube, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that was a crazy I'll, I'll tell you about thought. how MK Leo got... Outside of top eight for only the second time in his entire career. Ever. <laughs> yeah, not to mention, yeah. like, it was game four in Kaleo, so it was the stuff of legends. Yeah, lost to Tweaks Diddy, which is a rough matchup, so I don't think Aegis is bad, you know, Cheeks. Um, <laughs> not Davey, the propagandists. Keep it away. All the propagandists. I just think it's the one matchup he didn't want to fight. But yeah, Tweak and Spargo getting seventh place, Spargo's first tournament in a while. And then fifth place. Riddles and Glutony. Oh, yeah. Like well, the, like the regional variety here. God, I love Summit. Yeah, there, there's a lot of variety. And then moving into top four, we had Akola and like, Cola. So, you know, Pepsi or Coke, choose your brand. They got fourth <laughs> literally. and third. They're like, Cola is Akola, okay? Right. He is okay. And then he got fourth. Sheesh. Top two was, that was such a great match to watch. You got Lucina versus Fox. I'll ignore the Min Min for... Narrative purposes. Narrative purposes alone, yeah. proto Banam went a very less-than-modest Lucina for a lot of these tournaments, but it was a very uncharacteristic character choice pick from him because he has been leaning on the Minmin quite a lot. But the Light versus yeah. Proto, that, again, like the whole tournament was, stuff of legends. Because Light, the best player in America, playing Fox, again, it blows my mind every time because you would think it would be a Steve or something. <laughs> But it's it's a fox, fox is, that's as so American hype. as American comes, you know, you just you just run forward and you you overwhelm your opponent. And but he, he could not overwhelm Proto at the summit, and he fell down to second place. Hmm. Ever so slightly from Grace, but my God, it's just like he's literally like the Smash Ultimate Mango character choice, like yeah. hairstyle, personality, everything. I love that guy. Impossible to root against, you know. <laughs> literally, he is the light. It would be so dark without him here. It would be nothing but Steve. So, we can move on to Glitch then, which was a yes. much higher sung story for our boy Light, but we can get to that after we get to Jake. 
Yeah, Jake lost, I think, in winner's round two and then made top eight, which is pretty crazy. No, that's insane, right? And even then he was dissatisfied. Like, I think I would just, you know, take my sticks and go at that point. Sheesh. Mm -hmm. Like, what a warm-up. Imagine playing, like, a high-execution character like Steve for that long. I hope he took a nap in between. Oh, my God. Yeah, he tied with a, a character that is not like Steve at all, the Belmonts. We haven't seen in forever Squid Plumber getting top eight. Dude, Squid Plumber. That's a hell of a name. I hope he's secondary's inkling. Oh my god, he better. He must. But from one animal to another, moving to fifth place, we have Jackal's Wolf. Yes, the wolf. Like, that is the wolf. Just the same way as Light is the fox, but Wolf, oddly enough, struggles at the very tippity top level. So that is why he is in fifth as opposed to first, yeah, but we also have just, to Chris. You know, it just doesn't have the cheese that other characters has, and, like, sometimes it, I feel like when I'm watching Wolves, like, at top level, it just seems like the struggle for the kill, and it's, like, a lot of, like, please run into my up smash or back air, because I don't have, like, a consistent kill confirm, really. No, yeah, at least kinda, after fair to bear stops working. Just covering that space and being safe on shield and being safe out of shield, it's just, like, I hope to God they mess up somewhere, but... A good honest top tier isn't a top tier at all these days. <laughs> oh, yeah. My god. So, PK Chris tying with Jackal. I forget who PK Chris plays. That's not a Ness, is it? <laughs> yes, it's the Ness player. Oh, dear god. I guess the PK was the dead giveaway. <laughs> yeah, Ness been kind of popping off recently. Syrup, PK Chris, Sin, Gact, um, Atata. That's, Ness has been getting more and more results as... You know, all the, the PK boys push the meta to the to the ends of the earth where they're the magnets are strong. No, yeah, they're having one hive-minded uniform brain blast and coming together <laughs> for the meta to be forwarded. But it couldn't be forwarded enough to conquer Rob because Rob is just an unconquerable force in regard to every facet of the meta. So Zomba, Zombear, if you have a bear named after you, it's expected that you would be getting top eight at a major. Right. I mean, he was the Zombear, the Zomb up smash. It was doing everything for him, but he could not crack that top three. Yep. Third place, we had Sonics. The Sonic from the Dominican Republic, who was... Man, he was alternating between the lamest timeout gameplay and the most aggro, I will chase you to the edge and kill you with back air or fair at 60, like, play styles. It was... You know, it was, it was kind of crazy to see the code switching on display. No, yeah, that's like the beauty of it. Like, breaking your neck and trying to adapt to the whiplash of Sonic saying, I could chase you to the ends of the earth or you will never catch me. One of the two ways, like, it's that flexible. When you're that fast, you could interact as little or as much as you like. So he waits for the opportunity for either or to take its place. Yeah, but Sonic cannot get over that hump. He fell to another third-party character, Kamei, the former Mega Man from Japan, only used Mega Man like one or two games this tournament, brought out the Sora. Oh yeah, finally, a Sora result. Finally, I'm, he's not bad. I guess he's not. He never I was. Mean, he does have like some stuff going for him. He can't really be edge guarded. He's got like some useful long range attacks. He has very consistent kill confirms. It's kind of ludicrous. Like putting all of that together into one kit, the only disparity and compromises his weight and the uh, peculiarity of his movement like getting yeah. used to that floaty double jump is a task in itself yeah i don't know if his neutral is bad but it's definitely unorthodox that's for certain yeah if anything he just gets to swing around that forward air like it's no one's business yeah. and being able to mix up how many hits you do of it like that alone just makes it so much harder to deal with and 
other sword characters. Like with Marth, it's just like the one swing and you're done. Like you mm -hmm. can just parry that and then you can go in. But with Sora, it's like, I don't know, is he doing one, two, or three hits? And even then, one of those is going to convert into an up smash yeah, and you're dead. It's, it's definitely like, you know, there's a lot of complexity. So we'll see if Sora mains take what they saw and bring it to their, their hometowns. And maybe there will be a bunch of new Soras. Ugh, can't believe I have to learn that matchup finally. <laughs> but... Looks like Light didn't care. He didn't. He already knew the matchup somehow because he's gone beyond the Sora and into the Uchu, which is to say, from mm -hmm. the sky into the stars. Way to go, Light! You got second on the last tournament, and then he said, "That's not good enough for me." And for Glitch, first place. Yeah, one week later. His. That's that's you know a short turnaround, but you know your your Fox, you can get there in an instant. <laughs> yeah, literally with Fox Illusion, hit that side B, and you are anywhere. Oh, but we're gonna side B right to the blast zone real quick, take a commercial break, and when we be when we come back, we will be ready to answer all those mailbag questions. Oh yeah, really exciting to see, because as far as we're concerned, that jump has been taken. We'll see you on the next stock. This is taking a serious right turn. Alright, well well, so, we've we've got we've got sunbounds, but yeah, <laughs> we've got we've got more we've got more leash than the typical podcast, but but damn, nobody <laughs> has that far of a leash. But but you know what? It's fine. I am simple interest, and, and I, with me, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I am home equity loan. Denton After Dark, the Dad Podcast. Welcome back to On Air. We are going to go right into the mailbag because we have so many questions. Lots of people wrote in. So why don't you start us off with the first question, Big Pink? I will feel most obliged to do so because this mailbox is stuffed as far as I know. So, Luke here. Yo, Dare, here's a question. If you or Pink could change one thing about the DFW scene to make it more welcoming to newcomers, what would that be? Think, Really think about this one, because that is a serious concern, for certain. Then he gave us some examples. Okay, the tournaments... Yeah, he says more tournaments at other places, which is a factor, because some people only don't attend tournaments just because of the locale. And or yeah, the, DFW uh, is really wide. Mm -hmm. I think the big thing is, like, I think the Arcadian's a really good idea. But I also think, like, I would like to see more side events. You know, I think that's, like, good at getting people who maybe aren't the most, like, hyper-competitive out yeah. to events. A lot of the newcomers wind up being, like, people that are interested in the tournament scene, but are more familiar with Smash in the casual setting. So side events are more uh -huh. their speed, and that can transition them into the spirit of competition. And then we have raffles, too, as a suggestion. More advertisement to get more people. That I highly agree with. Yeah, that, that is definitely a thing. I, my answer would be just maybe some side events that are, like, less intense than, like, the main bracket. Because it can be kind of, like, intimidating for a lot of people. Yeah, if they're to, side events, you know, like, like not fully the ones. Drop the $10 and play against people that have been playing competitive Smash for years. It's, it's definitely, like, a hurdle. Yeah, there's people with, like, decades of experience under their belt that are playing this game still and it that is just such an intimidating hurdle to overcome mm -hmm. but if not for like side events we could at least entertain more friendlies in some capacity yeah yeah make it more um, obvious where we're hosting those as well because like a lot of the problem is is that um people don't really see the path forward if they're not good enough to compete with the best they need like an avenue mm -hmm. to explore to try and at least get to their level where they can like 
you know, get to the point where they're worth playing friendlies with as far as these top players are concerned, right? Yeah, for sure. It's hard. And I know, like, we have friendly setups and we have side events, but, you know, there could always be more done. Good good question, Bloop. Yeah. And if anything, I'm very interested in, like, maybe getting an advertisement out there for Shockwave or Freaks Richardson. Just anything I could, like, slab onto Twitter and just, like, try and get people and get their eyes on that. That might be helpful. But mm -hmm. we'll see. After the next PR video, we'll see how the traction goes on that. And if that's auspicious, then perhaps so. So, moving on. Next question. Dear Pink and Dare, hope both of you are doing well. I've been a casual spectator of the DFW scene since the launch of Ultimate, but had never participated in any local tournament. Wow, this is exactly what we're talking about. However, I'm older now and moved to Denton where tournaments are more easily accessible to me. Shout out to Freeplay. Woo! My question is, how do I make my time worthwhile in these tournaments? I'm afraid of constantly going 0-2 in a region where it's known to be harsh to newcomers. Also, are there any preparations I should make before joining my first local? Many thanks from Cross. Well, first and foremost, welcome to the scene, Cross. We are yeah, happy to have you. Cross. <laughs> Definitely show up to Denton. Um, if you could, sh you could show up early and play friendlies with me and Joey for sure. If we're usually there, like you know, five o'clock setting up. And I, I would say, like, that's the biggest. Um, way to make the tournaments worthwhile is just play a bunch of friendlies um it's sometimes it can be really intimidating and like you know anxiety inducing to just ask people to play but most people are really chill so like just try to play a bunch of friendlies you know and like play some dubs like do some side events just just try to do everything if you're new i would say yeah and ask a lot of questions meet a lot of new people there's plenty of people that are just like you know, it's a smash scene. It's a smash tournament. Not all of us are social butterflies. So a lot of us are like mm -hmm. the shy type until you come up and tap our shoulder and ask for a couple games. And then we can't stop. We can't shut up. All right. For some reason. But yeah, I actually have, um, I'll be showing up to Dungeon more often in the coming months, as, my, as is my intention. And I have a portable friendly setup that kind of sticks out. So you'll probably know which one <laughs> it is. And in those cases like just look for the big tall blonde guy and his co-host yeah. <laughs> and at the very least we'll play you kind of stick out too <laughs> yeah <laughs> at the very least we'll be more than happy to like you know i think we're pretty seasoned we're like you know we're not dfw's top brass but we certainly know our way around a like not a wave dash but you know other techs and such we can we can really compete at the very least so if you have any questions about like introducing yourself into like the competitive scene and mm -hmm. what you need to really get down before a tournament is like in your wheelhouse like we'll have plenty of advice in that regard yeah you know reach reaching out to us is a good idea reach out to to's um burr joey dolem crown a bunch of good people that'll help you feel comfortable it's just you know it's it's, it's a lot of like i guess brave steps you have to take which is can be scary but it's a it's definitely a very welcoming warm community where there's a lot of fun to be had. Yeah, and you'll have our help, at the very least. Just introduce yourself. I mean, again, I'm the big, tall, blonde guy. If you walk up and say, I'm Cross, <laughs> and I don't know who you are, be like, I'm the person that asked that really sweet question about getting into the scene. I'm like, oh, hello! <laughs> yeah, That's probably exactly how question, it's going to go. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for emailing, too, one of the few emails. <laughs> I got an email? Nice. Yeah. Next question. All right. Gal asks, 
Why is doubles the best game type, and how can we incentivize participation in doubles brackets? <sighs> man, if we only knew, man, it is the best game type. <laughs> like, yeah. winning with your bro, I mean, like, that is a high beyond anything singles could ever achieve. Yeah, I would say I think it's the best just because of, like, the the feeling you get when you win with someone, like, that you're close with, you know, your friend, your partner, your, like, r relative, it's just... It's a great feeling, and it's it's a little more dynamic than singles. Singles can be a little samey. Yeah, not to mention the tier list becomes way less of a factor in doubles. Like, it all comes yes. down to the synergy between you and somebody else. Incentivizing participation is difficult, because it's not even just a Smash problem. Tennis has this problem. <laughs> like, a lot of sports have this problem. Other games have this problem. It's just... You know, it's hard to find two people to enter, and it's hard to get people to take side events seriously. So, mm -hmm. I would say, like, maybe an invitational is the best way to, to go about doing it. I think we just need to start ranking people. As soon as we get static <laughs> teams and we rank them, like, if we have, like, even the most slobberknock, haberdash list of people that, like, hardly ever even teamed together, and we say, this is the best in DFW, you know they're gonna line up and say, no, they're not. That's us. <laughs> right. Party and Army are gonna show up, actually. I think that's all it's gonna take, honestly. Like, once we start, like, putting them into the spotlight for it, they're going to be like, oh, damn, I wish that was me. All right, I might make that a future episode. We rank doubles teams. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. We would rank ourselves right. above everyone, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Kusanagi. Kusanagi asks. That's like another from the what? dubs chat, right? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. Why do you think Palo Smash sucks? Because it does. Okay, so like, there's moves where like, I guess in a vacuum they're not terrible, but there's like no reason for the character to ever use them. And Palad S Smash is kind of that. You can watch like top Palad players entire tournaments not use that move. Yeah. Like when you don't use a move, not for an entire game, an entire tournament run, it's not that great of a move. Like my F Smash is like frame in the twenties and I use it pretty often. So <laughs> Palad S Smash is it's just the end lag is really bad, yeah. and it's like, it doesn't have the kill power. Okay, so it's like, smash attacks in this game, there's two types that are good. The first type is like, I can spam this, and I can do it another action immediately after. Think Mario up smash for this one. Yeah, or wolf down smash, or whatever, oh, totally. you know. And there's others where it's like, I got a really hard read, and I'm going to kill you really early for this. Incineroar. Yeah, Ganon up smash. Oh yeah, totally. Palu F smash. Okay, frame eighteen minus thirty Ooh. six on shield. Does not have the best kill power. Doesn't do that much shield stun. Is the tipper hitbox is a wind box, so you were um, punished for getting the tipper. No, that's the thing, right? Like I think they that's why it sucks because they thought that the wind box was going to kind of protect it because it would push them away from you for the punish. But uh, yeah, it didn't. But, it didn't really work out that way. <laughs> yeah, I think if you could like get the win box and then buffer spot dodge, but it's just it's just not like fast enough. Sad. But yeah, it sucks. Yeah, moving on. Kind of sucks. Next question. Johnny asks, favorite banana? Question mark. There's different bananas to choose from. Uh, my favorite banana is the pre-rendered banana in Donkey Kong Country. Oh wow, this is getting. Oh my god, <laughs> this went in a whole breakneck direction. I didn't expect. I guess that's true. 
I think mine are the. Do you have a favorite banana? Any individual banana from the banana horde specifically. Donkey Kong had it right. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Oh my god. Wait, no, 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 hold on. My favorite bananas are the ones inside of banana bread because that (laughs) slaps my (laughs) off. Lots of censoring this episode. Anyway, (laughs) next question. Another food-related question. Desley asks, what's your McDonald's order? Okay, so I I have this down to science. All right, so I go there, I get a $3 bundle, which is you pick one item and you get a small price for $3. Mm -hmm. So I pick a double cheeseburger and then I get a small fries. Oh, the McDouble, baby. Then I order... A McChicken on the side, and it's like five twenty-five. Oh and it's my like god! Over a thousand calories, and it fills me up. And it's like, it's really cheap and filling. And like, I've been doing that for a long time. Oh, I'm gonna be so sad they ever get rid of the three-dollar bundle. I would hope that the thousand calories would really fill anybody up. My goodness, but McDouble is the move. That's for darn certain. No double because... cheeseburger. Oh, it's more... a double. Che- there's a difference. Yeah, it's better than McDouble, and it's like more filling. Oh, well then. You know, I have to try that now because my go-to order at McDonald's is either the 20-piece McNugget or mm-hmm. I'm wildin' with, like, a couple of McDoubles. So we're talking about the McQuadruple. Oh, okay. Like, I love yeah, I, those I things. I just thought that they fan of the McDouble. I've always liked the double cheeseburger. Totally understandable. I didn't even know there was a distinction. But with the medium fry on the side, you can't go wrong with either choice. But I always dip my nuggets in honey. Literal just oh, honey, not mustard. That is a... <laughs> That's interesting. I'm 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 partial to ranch, ketchup, and mayo, which I don't get all three. I usually pick between mayo and ranch, but you know Ooh. what? I'm, I'm prepared to be judged. Well, you know what? Ten out of ten, as far as I'm concerned, the judges <laughs> are in. So next question is from Chris from Free Play. Yeah. Hi, Chris. He actually has a bunch of questions. We'll start with the first one. Are there some big band controllers? If so, why? Oh, of course. So um. Some controllers with like what turbo buttons are banned, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Like the one, anything that uh, has an assist for mashing, and anything mm-hmm. that uh, mods the game or performs something automatically in a way that will provide an advantage to the player. Like just anything robotic going on, like Arduino wise, with any controllers, like any of that sort of programming is banned. Yeah, yeah. Then he said, more broadly, what goes into banned game elements in the Smash community? So, I guess stuff that makes it, increases the odds of random outcomes affecting the game. So, like, there used to be, like, stages with hazards on. That's no longer the case. A long time ago, items used to be on, but they were deemed, like, not fair. Mm Mm-hmm. A long, long time ago. It all comes down to, um... Ego, basically. (laughs) (laughs) If 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 a loss can be dismissed on anything other than, like, a character, (laughs) then it comes down to who is the best player when only allowed the base tools of their character's kit and a couple of, like, very agreed-upon stages with which to display your skill with that character and that kit. Because once you start including items, it's like you could get a bob-omb randomly and then you throw it at them at just the right time, but it's just Mm -hmm. RNG, it's just random. Yeah, that's where the famous Fox-only Final Destination meme comes from. Exactly, yes. Like, they just want an opportunity to try to outdo each other on the most even playing field possible. And we're not playing raw, paper, scissors, so it's not that simple. Smash, like, I guess purists, like, outcomes that are, like, the, the randomness is minimized. Yes. So that's why, like, a lot of Smash players 
don't like characters like Hero, you know. Yeah, there was a lot of debate around Hero, but luckily he had a slow enough kit that he managed to survive. He scraped by. Mm -hmm. But All because right. of like him being the slot machine as far as spells are concerned he has a lot of unfair spells but you have to at least pull up the menu react to the mm -hmm. spell being there and execute like there's there's some difficulty in that and then you have game and watches nine where it's random whether or not it's going to one hit ko you but there aren't a lot of combos yeah. into it and it's very difficult to land so we let that slide peach gets a bomb from pulling turnips every now and then but it's very rare so we let that slide too yeah, we let a lot of stuff slide. Most but maybe of we should. Like in the characters kit are allowed. <laughs> yeah. Alright, uh, next question from Chris. If you had to replace a character in the cast, who would join the battle? Ooh. So I guess he's like, we can get rid of one character and bring in one character. Bye, Steve! Immediately! <laughs> no hesitation yeah. whatsoever. I think we'd both get rid of Steve, and... I'm trying to think who would be a good gaming rep to bring in that... Maybe, like... I don't know, Crash Bandicoot or Rayman, some some platformer character. I, that's who I would pick. A fan favorite would be safe, that's for certain. I'd like to bring in somebody that uh, would just play really fun. Like, it doesn't really matter whether they would be, like, something that pulled in the Minecraft fans, right? It would just be a character that, like, everybody wants to play just because there's such a joy to have mm -hmm. on the sticks. But can't really place one, to be completely honest with you. Maybe like uh, yeah. Knuckle Joe from Kirby or something. <laughs> <laughs> another Kirby? There could be another Kirby rep. But yeah, you know, um, there's there's a lot of people we could add, even though the roster has already swelled to near 100. Yeah. A dream of mine would be to have like any sort of clown character, like Lola Pop from um, ARMS. We already have Min Min, and we're not a huge fan of her either, but we could have some fun with that. Like she had some unique mechanics, and then we could also have Marks from Kirby. Again, I'm a big fan of Kirby. Lover. Yeah. But if anything, it's it's odd. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I would love to have another Pokemon. Yeah, there's, maybe there's like, so many a, options. you know, one of the gens that isn't represented. Yeah, but I would want it to be like a beast, like an animal Pokemon, right? Like a horse or like like one of the quadrupedal feral yeah. legendaries or something. Get a legendary in there other than Mewtwo. I do find it strange that Smash only has a singular quadruped. I think Ivysaur is the only one. Yeah. Duck Hunt, I guess. <laughs> yeah, barely. Okay. Barely. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Gosh. I'm asking you this question. Oh. <laughs> so, okay. Chris writes, who would be the best member of the Smash community to base a reality show around, and why is the answer Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> it's really not, trust me. Like, you would go home, and I would, like, take my tie off from the tournament and sit down on my computer and be quiet for eight hours. <laughs> you use your voice up in public. Exactly. It's exhausting. <laughs> I, I, like, methodically distribute my social energy amongst Smash scenes and tournaments and friend time. But when I go home, oh, it's, it's a boring sight. <laughs> That's for darn sure. My goodness, uh, but yeah. Like, way, to, way to ruin the fantasy. <laughs> right, my god, I had to break the reality to these people. <laughs> but like, it would be a grand old time. I'm sure it would be like fun, but they would be like, I'd be like, yeah, check out these puff combos I've been laughing, and then I would like mess up five times. <laughs> time to watch One Piece. Time to watch One Piece for the third time. That's right, I'm on my third watch right now. 
Oh my god, I don't, I don't know how y'all do it. It's just One Piece, man. It's like, ugh, I don't want to call it peak. It's overdone. Who cares? Anyway, let's think of one other person. Who would be really cool to follow around for Smash? Uh, Atomic. Maybe, maybe. Okay, I, I was going, like, big. Oh, But big. I guess DFW. We should stay in DFW. Yes, yes, yes. I would say Atomic, because Atomic, he's on a journey right now. He's in high right school. Now. Yeah, true. I but guess you know high what? school's interesting. Yeah. And, like... You know, that's why there's there's so many TV shows. <laughs> True, yeah. Like, every anime under the sun is based in a high school these days. But It's not just anime. It's a bunch of, like, Western shows, too. Jeez. People are, you know, they're kind of... You don't let go of high school, I guess. Or at least creators don't. High school never ends. But, yeah. Like, I think Atomic would be, like, would be, like super cool to follow around. Because, like, even then, if we go to his, like, school to follow him into his daily life there, it'd be like, <laughs> how does he, you know... Managed to sh like prove his interests to the general public that he's a niche smash athlete slash celebrity <laughs> in the DFW community. It's like how would that interact no with one... ordinary society? And then you would go home and see him grinding his ass off every day, which is the coolest thing about him. It'd be like that meme, like no one knows that I'm a top five Rob. <laughs> it's so top five Rob, God, what an oxymoron. <laughs> anyway, next question. So we got Thrillho in the DMs. It's, uh, if you had your own weekly, what game would it be designed around? Ooh. So we'd, like, it'd be, like, Okay, a game so I think based. he means, like, his theme of the weekly, like, based on, like, yeah, a game. Yeah, like, how Odyssey is themed after, uh, uh Mario yeah. Odyssey, and then we have, um, Freak Stenton is based on, like, Zelda, I think. Like, I'd have, um, a weekly based on Glover and be a circus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Um, hmm... Maybe like, I, people always throw out the idea, but a Pokemon like style weekly with like gym leaders. Oh and my god! It just seems like a logistical nightmare. It seems like one, but it sounds hype as hell. And then you can make like the like yeah. you can make the PR limited to just four people and call them the Elite Four, and then have a champion, and that'd be so cool, man. But then again, you could also have like a more extensive PR. You would have like the uh, Elite Four, but then you would have the eight gym leaders on the outside of that. Champion on top of that, that'd be top 15 for sure. For sure. Okay, next question. We got a bunch here. We got to go a little oh God, faster. Oh, yeah, my bad. Pink. I didn't know. Okay, so um, A Rod asks, Why does ZSS suck? Because none of her moves work. Moving on. And then on yeah. asks, <laughs> I mean, for real though, like, they just, they just didn't need to nerf didn't. her. Because, like, she was already, like, you know, held together by, like, paper clips <laughs> and duct tape. It's just. Like, paper glue sticks yeah I just, I just don't get why they nerfed her i feel for you a rod you know they didn't need to nerf pichu they either didn't. god zss is like she's that character where when you fight her you just have to accept that you're not going to be controlling the pace of the match she can escape disadvantage with uh -huh. no problem at all but that's why they nerfed her because if she gets to get away from everything scot-free they thought that people should also get away from what she's doing to them scot-free but they took it too far yeah. is the thing <laughs> She's just not threatening. All right. All right, next question. When are you going to get a tattoo? Anonymous asks. From Anon? So we're, we're, we're moving into the anonymous oh, I section. I love the Anon section. This awesome. is where it gets wild. So when are we going to get a yeah. tattoo? I actually have one planned with my partner. We're going to get a Jigglypuff-themed tattoo together as a unit. And I also want to get um, a One Piece tattoo, predictably. I'm going to get Odin. That's right. Kozuki Odin. Odin wouldn't be Odin if it wasn't boiled. I'm going to get him on my arm, probably. I'm really excited about that. Okay, I'm not gonna get a tattoo. Sorry, Cheeky. Sorry, Heather. Sorry, whoever <laughs> wrote this. 
I'm just, it's just not me. You know, I'm basic. I have two piercings you know and that's it. It's all you need. That's an interesting prospect to consider. But next question, Anon asks, what's the stupidest thing you thought as a kid? Wow. All right, go for it. Oh, I have a good one. Okay, so like, mm-hmm. when I was really young and playing Super Mario 64, I thought that every time I turned on my 64, <laughs> like an actor in a studio oh would be God. wearing a Mario suit and he would have <laughs> to go to work and like, I would be watching on TV and he'd be doing everything and that's like his job. And you worked him to the bone is what you're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, that is a little crazy. I remember, um, I did, my stupidest thing I thought, more like the stupidest things I believed, was just the kids on the playground that would just like lie out of their ass about everything and I was oh. just there for it. I believed every word. I was so gullible. They he were was like, under a truck. <laughs> I was, yeah! They were like, you can unlock Sonic in Super Smash Bros. Melee if you fight a million battles. And I'm like, oh my god, really? That's so cool! <laughs> and then, like, one guy said, like, he had a Yu-Gi-Oh! hologram set up in his backyard, and I just 100% believed him. He also printed out a Legendary uh-huh. God card and, like, put it in a card sleeve, and I didn't suspect a thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days. I was told that Trunks has a brother who comes later in the anime. <laughs> And I was so a big Chunks fangirl, so I was so excited to see. I think the guy called him Voke. Like Voke. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was so excited to see him. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna be like Chunks, but even prettier. But, but he never showed prettier. up. Is he the older brother? Oh my god! And then you right. have like, twice the chance to get with Trunks. Jesus! Wow. All right. So, <laughs> moving on. Next question. Next after question. you. After you. Um. Anonymous asks, what's your favorite episode of the podcast you've done so far? Ooh, hard Ooh. to pick. Hard to pick. You know, it might be a recency bias, but I think the episode with Cheeks was just a riot. I had a great yeah, time. Yeah, that, that was great. I I think if I had to pick, I would say Bert, just because I was proud of us oh, doing so it true. over Discord and all of us were tired. And we still had great synergy and just really, like smooth conversation yeah because bert just makes it so easy right like bert is like a, he has streaming experience he's just generally sociable and like if you're gonna mm-hmm. be introducing anybody to anybody in the scene like a new guy and you want to like have a good representative of what smash brothers is you you take them to bert because bert is so nice yeah. and he just knows exactly how to talk to anybody he can carry a podcast by himself it was that's true we're gonna have him back on oh also um the one of Devo and little Adrian, just because we went to oh, dude, yeah. Texas Roadhouse so after. <laughs> yeah, we went to Roadhouse after, and then we had uh, Gabby's steak come back five times. Yeah. My God. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely an adventure. For sure. We were like watching the tournament where Jake like got his first big dub like oh, at God. the table. The and then our, our, our waitress. <laughs> dude, our waiter was like hot as f- too. I don't know what oh, happened God. that day. <laughs> And we, th- we went back to Roadhouse and he wasn't there. And I'm like, oh, yep, he became a model. I knew it. <laughs> it was an inevitability. Anyways, next question. Right, Anonymous so. asks, do y'all ever plan on having a booth to do interviews at live events? Ooh, I remember somebody Oh, um, yeah, we've had a couple people this. ask us about this. We yeah. definitely, definitely should consider doing this. I would love to do this at like a, like a low tide. I think that'd be like the ideal mm-hmm. place. That'd be so cool. And like... I have, like, the microphones and, like, all of the equipment I would need. It's just a matter of, you know, dedicating the time to it and saying, I'm going to go to this event to work. <laughs> like, that's the difference, right? Yeah, especially because there's so much fun stuff to do at, like, a bunch of majors. But we'll... we'll but it I could be part of the fun. It like, could be a fun thing to do in itself. It and, could like, be really fun, People sure. already, like, record their friends. Like, they just walk up to them and say some really weird thing and see how they react and just make a compilation of that. We could just do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, like... 
we'll, we'll, I'll say that we're definitely leaning towards it. For sure. My goodness. It's like definitely a possibility. So next question. Mm -hmm. Anon asks, does a player create hype in their playstyle, or is it the character that creates hype? Obviously, it's the player, but the character makes a huge difference mm -hmm. because, like, Yanni could land the craziest setup I've ever seen in my life that takes, like, 50 reads in a row, and it has to be perfectly executed frame-wise. Like, it has, it's, like, to a frame, 1 60th of a second execution. And I'll still be looking at the Falcon across the room anyway. Yeah, I think, like, a way to think about it is, like, you can definitely be hype with any character yeah. if you're a hype player, but certain characters are just like better ingredients to like cook a meal. No, yeah, exactly. Like it's like everybody's gonna eat that bucket of fried chicken, right? But like <laughs> then you bring in like the caviar, and you're like, this is something of refined taste, and somebody takes one bite and says, this is gross. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it takes a just lot. A really nice burger, some like really great ground chuck. Oh baby, yes, and <laughs> yeah, it all comes down to it. Like think about your favorite like. Man, I, I guess I have to, right? Like, think about your favorite Puff player, and then think about, like, the lamest Puff player you've ever played in your life on Elite Smash. Like, it's that difference. Like, the Puff mm -hmm. that rests all the time and takes the big risks, or the one that camps you out in the air and just wins at any cost. Like, it's that kind of... That's the difference. Definitely, definitely. All right, next question. Anonymous asks, what's your favorite Ultimate Skin mod? <sighs> Ooh. I have to defer to you on this. You're the one who's oh got boy. all the awesome skins on your Switch. Y'all are going to make me bust out the list. I have a list now. All right, let's see. <laughs> um, going through it. You know, there's this one guy um, named Hansel's Mods, and he just does the most immaculate mod work I've ever seen. It's just, it's so high quality, and everything mm -hmm. he does is always like, out of pocket like he does some mods that i don't really like like it's like some not safer work ones but he, the ones that he does that i do like are like the really cool ones like he did like bayonetta in that really big floppy hat wearing the white dress that uh, was yeah. so cool man and then like what was the what was the magical girl lucina right yeah yeah yeah. there was a magical girl lucina Palatina, really like Corin. like he just put a magical girl costume on everybody and it was awesome <laughs> but obviously i'm partial to um all the Jigglypuff mods. The crown <laughs> is a classic and I love it so much. And Peach gets all the cool mods. Like she got like the wedding dress and like all of her Odyssey I... alts and Shadow Queen. Just, like, all the ladies. So right. much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of the ladies in Smash got most of the love in that regard. But if I had to pick an absolute favorite, like Yeah, you can't pick one, but so I'll say Magical Girl Lucina. Dude, I have like all 80 right. mods Next in my Smash. Question. There's no way. <laughs> all right. So, what do you think can be done to promote the safety and inclusivity of Smash Majors to all genders? Obviously, we just need to start putting their pronouns on every stream. I mean, that could help. I think um, another thing is, like, events like Smash Sisters and just having, like, stuff that is not just for hardcore competitive people. Because, like, usually, out you know, most of the people that are, like, hardcore competitive are, like, standard dudes yeah you know like For out the of the box part, what do you see and a lot of like people behind the scenes or on the periphery are like you know the the ones that are more like in danger so i think like just making you know things safe and fun for everybody with events like smash sisters and meetups and like Stuff yeah, you need to, to make do. like an environment within the environment where they can retreat to 
if yeah, they aren't yeah. able to find comfort anywhere else at the tournament. Because there are times when, like, you just don't know where any of your friends are. And then at that point, you're kind of mm -hmm. just awkwardly in that middle chair in the audience. And then somebody sits next to you and you don't like it. And it sucks. But when you have an event like Smash Sisters to look forward to, not only are you going for the fun of the competition and the novelty of the event, but after it's done, then you get to hang out with everybody that was there. <laughs> That's like perfect. Yeah, that that's definitely how you start you know it's a complex issue and there's like not really like one solution but yeah. there's a lot of little things you can do to make it easier but a big thing i think would be like to find some way on some platform that has some influence for smash majors to just kind of encourage better behavior from like the people who have obviously grown up in twitch chat and don't know any better like that sort of deal oh yeah there's, we definitely. have some streamers of these tournaments that's for sure and they just it's not because they mean ill they mean well, but they come up and they just make the worst first impression you've ever seen. And that's because mm -hmm. they just don't know any better. So we just have to have people like talking to them about what tournament etiquette's all about. Maybe make some like comedy skits or videos or something that makes it a digestible yeah. subject, like something like that. But that's like a much more auspicious topic to roll into when we have the resources, right? Yes, but education, you know, is the answer to a lot of life's problems. <laughs> Seriously, if only. <laughs> That's what I would like to do. I'd just like to, like, make sure there's a space for people that, uh, like, kind of diverge from the quote-unquote norm of a Smash tournament, like your average out-of-the-box sort of cis male man playing a competitive video game for the sake of his ego. We need them to have a place to go and friends to meet and be comfortable around, first and foremost. But after mm -hmm. that, we can get to work on the normies. Yeah, and if you're a normie, you know, just you know, be a good ally, be a good friend. That's, yeah. that's, you know, little things you can do that help out. I did see, like, one at one tournament, they were having, like, um, there was, like, this little booth dedicated exclusively to safe spaces for gamers, and it was really cool. They were passing out these little business cards, and it, like, had a reporting system where mm -hmm. you could, like, list some uncomfortable interaction that happened between you and a certain person, and they would literally just go out of their way to like work together with the tournament organizers to make it safer and deal with that for you like it was really cool and i hope to see more things like that yeah for sure but it's this is like the most complex question we got so we can't really give you like a full answer but hopefully sure. something we said in there helps out all right next question yep anonymous asked if we have a double side bracket why not triple so oh we have the technology it would only require at least one person to use a pro controller. The insanity of it is the point. Well, actually, okay. if we have enough USB ports, we could use eight, right? You could have you could have six yeah. GameCube controllers if you really insisted. I know Freaks ran VIP before, which was like a three-on-three -three events. But I would like to see a triple side event soon. It'll, it'll probably happen at a freak side bracket. And sure. hey, yeah. I was a pro controller, so if you need, want me on your team. <laughs> it's like fun, but the chaos of it like just makes the results so much less consistent. And there's a lot uh -huh. more gimmicks that end up happening with three characters on one team. Like <laughs> yeah. think about a triple Samus team. They all line up on the platforms and start charging <laughs> their charge shots, and there's no way out. Like that sort of thing. <laughs> It's it's definitely fine. We'll we'll have to have run a side bracket soon. It's worth it, if I, only for the spectacle. <laughs> if only. Yeah. Next question. This is more of a statement. Ooh. I think Ultimate Roy compared to Melee Roy is the epitome of be careful who you make fun of in high school. Do you agree? <laughs> yes. A hundred percent yes. <laughs> no, for real. Like he went from like the pool noodle sword to like the absolute toppest of tiers until DLC two came out and his bullies came back. So 
That's tragic. Moving on, <laughs> we have Anon asking to everyone on the podcast, this is to everyone, not just me and Dare, what is your Pokemon <laughs> type and why? I think we all know what my answer would be, so let's start with Dare. <laughs> what, are you a fairy? Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Man, I'm, I'm trying to think for mine. I feel like I'm boring. I don't. You're not boring. Here, let's pull up a list. Hold up. Pokemon. I, I would type. say like I, I could see being like a some water grass hybrid. But like think about a Pokemon contest Pokemon. Like what flies there? It wouldn't be fire. No, electric maybe. No, I'm I'm definitely not like fire, electric, or dark or ghost. You're anything. not electric. Like, think about it. You play Pichu. You play Ness. Ness uh, with the PK Thunder. I don't I don't know my personality type is that. Ah, so true. Think about this for a moment's time then. Maybe even fairy, because like everything you bring to the table at Smash tournaments fashion wise, like my goodness. No. Totally. That's, that's you. Like, I'm, I'm not the We oh please. Uh, your bag I'm matched your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Don't want to tarry around too long, but we'll think about it and come back to it in a future podcast, I'm sure. So Nanon asks, why is the MK acronym so overused? What does it even stand for? Mortal Kombat? MK Leo, Meta Knight. Um, there's other ones too. It's just a good, you know, it just sounds good. That's it's simple as that. It's as simple as that. Yep. It sounds good and it works. It works. Okay, get it. Anyway, okay. next question. Anon asks, how many Smash players do you know that play Splatoon 3? Well, I for one am extraordinarily invested. My team won. Gearheads mm -hmm. for the win, gear sweep, hashtag. Yeah, I think just you and Crown though. I'm trying to I, I there's definitely others, but oh, for you sure. and Crown are for sure the biggest Splatoon players I know. No, yeah. There's like plenty of them that I see playing on, uh, like whenever I'm on Splatoon, like everybody I have added on the Switch, there's tons of them. Like Witherman plays. I know Jace is interested. And then we had like, some people would even quit Smash for Splatoon 3. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. They're like um, old heads though, so no names yeah, like, really I mean, up. All Nintendo games have a big Smash crossover because, yeah. you know, you probably grew up playing Nintendo games if you are good at Smash. No, really, though. And then Splatoon 3 brings a lot to the table in that regard. Like, if we're talking about 3v3, why not 4v4 and then give them all guns? <laughs> For Pete's sake. I love right. it. It's a great game, and I think everybody should play. Come play with me. Yeah, <laughs> I've never played them. I probably should. You should. Right. It's a great time. Next question. Anonymous asks, why do, why do you think people wait until the last second to register for events? Because people... Our asshole. <laughs> this is the T.O. No. talking, folks. Like, that, that's, a, that's a raw emotional it's reaction. It's just human nature. People do this for buying tickets to go places, no, to re no. registering for classes. It's just, you just procrastinate. And then when you finally do it, you're like, oh, that wasn't that hard. Why did I no, wait yeah. a month to do it? I think it's because people aren't sure if they want to dedicate their evening to that, right? Like, if, it comes down to, like, when you're deciding whether or not you want to watch a movie. Like, if you're watching a movie, it's, like, three hours of your time. And if you have a full-time job, it's, like, half of your free time for the day you're dedicating to a movie. So mm -hmm. if you're going to be going to a Smash tournament, that's what you're doing with your night. And, like... People that are going are like, I don't know if I'm going to make it on time. I don't know if I want to go. I don't know if I'm feeling like I'm going to perform well today. And then they're on their way. And then at that point, they're not going to text and drive. So they walk in, they register on the spot. Right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the main reason. Question. Anonymous ask, who are some players you would like to see to go to more events? So I guess you mean around here. Yeah. I'm going to say that... Um, I would like to see Danby travel more. I think he's really good. He's incredible. And would definitely like help put Yoshi on the map. Like he's 
he's probably up there for best Yoshi players. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there, there's quite a few DFW players that are very good locally and regionally, and I think that if they, like, had the opportunity, they would pop off nationally. They just got to get, like, you know, you got to go to more than two, three big tournaments a year. You got to go to, like, six. Oh, my God. Well. We have, like, a profusion <laughs> of them. Like, there's plenty to choose from that will fit your schedule. I think Johnny. Johnny's made big mm-hmm. waves. He's proved he can do it. And once he gets the free time and ability and freedom to do so, he is going to pop the hell off. And I know it's in his destiny. Like, it's written in the cards and the stars. Yes. He's going to be a star. I really want to see him I, at more events. I can see that, too, for sure. Yeah. Johnny the boy. Like, this, this is the name Johnny, right? Like, every Johnny you ever saw in media was a badass. Like, Johnny Bravo, he's a loser, and he's still a badass somehow. Johnny from Cobra Cry. There you go! <laughs> every Johnny... It's a name that sticks with you, and it stuck with me, yes. and it stuck with Elegant forever and all time. And that's all <laughs> we'll say about that guy. <laughs> Moving on. Alrighty, let's see here. So, who? How old are you again? Anon asks. Well, <laughs> um, I'm not gonna say a number. I'll just say Pokemon Red was my first Pokemon. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I will proudly state I am the ripe old age of 28 years of age. That's right. I'm the Sand True number. It might be Sand Slash now. I'm not sure. But we're working our way up to Ekans. <laughs> and one of these days, like, I just want to be, like, one of those faces that encourages people to continue trying to improve in the scene yeah. and continue making waves. Because it doesn't matter. Like, there's a guy named Zoffel who is in an even higher age bracket than I am, and he kicks my ass. So, <laughs> it's really cool. I think, like... What's, what's unique about um, esports and just gaming in general is that, like, you know, it's kind of our generation that was the first ones to it. So, yeah. like, there's no, like, concept of, like, being too old for something. Because it's, like, 10 years ago, you're like, oh, they're 24. They're too old. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Like, it's because and there's now, such a community. Most people now. are 34, yeah. you know? Like, now you can, like, see people that are raging anywhere from the age of 6 to 20s or 36, even, playing Splatoon. Like, mm-hmm. everybody loves these games and everybody loves the media they consume. As far as I can see on Twitter.com, like, everybody's going to bond over it to some extent. Yeah. Pokemon, Pokemon Red. Pokemon Red. Okay, I am no, Pokemon Red years old. But anyways, we got we got to keep going here. We got, like, 30 more questions. Oh, my God, Jesus. really? Okay, okay, here we go. So, why is 7-Eleven Pizza the best thing on Earth? Cheeks, we know it's you. <laughs> you cheeks. We know it's you. We're not. It's not good. Okay. Try other. He worships food. it. Next question. I know Gabby loves it. She, it's it's a, it's good pizza. It's not the best thing on no, earth. But no, we we say we nip it in the bud. Okay. All right. Do not fine. I don't ask. Do results or matchup spread matter more? Ooh, this is a good one. Did Cheeks ask this one um, too? <laughs> he talks about this maybe. a lot. Maybe. I I think that when you're ranking characters, you have to take like a holistic approach and rank with results, matchup spread, theory. And other, um, you know, little things in yeah, mind. So many, you like, can't just look at one. It's a multifaceted issue, and in some ways you could say the results influence matchup spread, because, like, the results prove mm-hmm. that a matchup spread is good. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, they can kind of back each other up. So if you see Steve making huge waves repeatedly, that probably means he's good against most of the characters in the game. Definitely. Yeah, but results right. do matter. But you, if, it, if it's, like, pre-results, like if it's at the beginning of a game's lifespan, it's just... Picking a kit that dovetails best with your playstyle. You can make the most of it. Think about MK Leo. Nobody played Byleth at the top level, and I don't think anybody does aside from him, and he makes it work anyway. 
Yeah, that's that's just that might just be unkillable. Right. Well, like anyone can do it. Um, <laughs> Anonymous asks, "What characters do you think are the top ten in Ultimate Ooh. and the bottom ten? Man, all right, let me get a, let me get the list of characters out, shall we? Off the top of my head, top ten. Top ten, huh? All right, let's. Pikachu. Pikachu. Here we are talking about results, right? What results are there with that character? Pokemon Trainer. Pokemon Trainer. Snake. Oh. Roy. Sonic. Pac-Man. Pac-Man, top 10. Joker. Yeah, I agree. Steve. Yes. And Aegis. Mm -hmm. And Kazuya. That's, I mean, DLC, you just gotta remember Steve, Aegis, Kazuya. I mean, yeah, basically. <laughs> You're actually right. Okay, so. Kazuya, I think, is in top 10. Steve, I think, is in top 10. Um, Joker's in top 10. We got... Kalatan is definitely not. Not anymore. Bayonet is not. Inkling's not. Nope, 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 nope. Rob, I'd say, is top 10. Oh, <laughs> People God, are going to hate me for that Rob. one, but I... Did I skip Rob? Uh, Rob is... Rob's top Rob's, two. I can't yeah, he's amazing. Rob. Sonic is probably top 10. I think that's debatable, at least, at this point. Yeah. Um, Snake, yeah, I'd put Snake in top 10. That's crazy. Um... Roy, Roy would not be top 10. I think he's top 15. Man, there's really not a lot of options here, huh? I guess. Like, those are... I just said all the characters that I think deserve it up there. Maybe Roy. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I put Roy. Yeah, but... So I, I think that was about 10. Yeah, Kazuya, Aegis, maybe Sephiroth. <laughs> no, Sephiroth's not top yeah, 10. Crazy. He's, he's not that good. <laughs> I, didn't, I skipped all him right. for a reason. <laughs> so for bottom 10, how about I say 5 and you say 5? Oh, it's bottom 10 now? Alright, five yeah, is, so yeah. So bottom ten. Kirby, right? right? <laughs> I'm gonna say Kirby, Donkey Kong, Ganon, yep. Dr. Mario, oh, and Isabel. For sure. Oh god. Let's see. Um Damn, you took all the easy ones. <laughs> Alright, let's see. Uh K roll, I guess. K roll's not that great. Oh little Mac. Oh little Mac. You know, God, I, I can't put Little Mac in like bottom five. Come on. <laughs> he's, he's like so bad. he's like yeah, compared to the other characters in the game. Villager has no results, but let's skip him. Um, Donkey Kong sucks. We already knew. Oh, Piranha Plant. Piranha Plant. I wouldn't put... Yeah, you know what? Bottom 10, maybe. Because, like, there's just so many goddamn characters in this game. And they're all so good. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. And then I'm just scrolling through. DDD, of course. Yeah, DDD. Okay, DDD. Yeah, sucks. Just one more. I just need <laughs> one more Jr. character. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's a good list. Okay. I'd say. <laughs> all right. not great. <laughs> Those characters suck. Those are our top 10 and bottom 10. And um, Fox still gets top 8s at Shockwave, the probably hardest <laughs> tournament we have with DDD. So if that gives you any hope at all. He's, he's just built different. He's built all so right. different. <laughs> Next question. What matters more for a top tier? Anonymous winning a major? Asks. Oh, wait. Yeah. Winning a major or having multiple reps that can top 8? Uh, I'd say multiple reps that can top 8 because it seems like winning a major, it's like Byleth, Falco, um, almost Sora, like all these... Not top tiers. <laughs> no, yeah, like any anybody that can top eight a major can win it. So as far as I'm concerned, multiple reps that can top eight, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. want to see variety up there. And it all yes, comes down yes. to the bracket and the seating and the circumstances and the fate of the tournament mm -hmm. to see who's going to like end up against who and which matchup's going to win out in those matchups, so who's going to be the champion. I hope it's the buzz one of these days, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta we're gonna rapid fire through some right, of these. Right. Is solo meaning viable in this meta? No. Next question. No. <laughs> I mean, 
Kind of, but not really. If you're playing right, like Kazuya, maybe. If you're playing Steve, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't but know. But even base I mage, feel like we're like, moving towards secondaries. Yeah. All right. Best and worst sword character in Ultimate. <sighs> Best? Um, Aegis, worst? I? Ike's pretty bad. Ultimate. Like, I need, I need to have all the swords in front of me, you know? God, let me think. It's not Marth, it's not Roy, it's not Krom. <laughs> it's probably not Aegis either. She's not. Her recovery is horrible, but it's not I. Oh, you think it's Roy or Cloud then? Uh, it's not Cloud either. Maybe it's maybe it's one of maybe it's Roy. It has to be Roy. Roy then. Yeah, it's either Roy or Aegis, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and maybe the worst Sora. Is, I feel like, <laughs> oh, Meta Knight might be worse than Ike. I don't know. I think Ike's pretty bad. Ike's pretty bad, but I think I think Meta Knight's better than Ike. <laughs> yeah. He's keeping right, some we'll crazy. Say, we'll say um Roy and Ike. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Most fun character to watch? At least fun. Hmm. Most fun, I would say Pichu. <laughs> Pichu, huh? Least fun to watch, um, we fit trainer. They just camp the ledge. They just camp the ledge. It's so true. Okay, so the worst character to watch, um, I think I think it speaks for itself that we all like only found fun in watching Sora by chanting the spells along with him obnoxiously. <laughs> It was pretty bad, but like he's a little bit entertaining to watch. I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. But We Fit Trainer has crazy combos, like true zero to deaths on every character. Let me think. God, Kirby's fun. Sonic. Sonic. Sonic's the least fun character to watch. If you're not Sonic's, right. like if you're not that guy specifically, <laughs> it's pretty bad. That, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Similar version. And then most um, fun character to fight. Least fun character to fight. Oh, but before we go on, Fox is the funnest character to watch. I think everybody can agree. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I would say the most fun character to fight is Wolf or Palatina. Like just really like characters where you feel like you're, you know, you're just playing a bunch of neutral and just feels like if you lose, you got outplayed. You don't have much to be mad about. Hashtag feels good, man. Um, obviously Least the fun funnest character? character to fight for me would be DK! <laughs> because... Oh yeah, DK, DK's pretty Oh, fun actually it's K-Roll for me. I think K-Roll's a little less intimidating. <laughs> I don't like his armor. His armor is cheesy. Least fun character to fight? I mean, just pick any deals. Yo, for me it'd probably be Wii Fit. <laughs> I'm not having a great time yeah. at all when I fight her. Oh, um, actually I'm gonna... I would say Bayo. I still don't like fighting yeah. Bayo. I hate fighting Sora. You can't Sora really too. edge guard her or ledge trap her or mix her up. It's she just, controls the it's pace. It's very, very boring. Yeah. You can just get like one hit every now and then. There's no combos to speak yeah. of. Yeah. It's, it's not fun. Yeah. I, I hate Wii Fit right. and I hate fighting Sora. Those two. I hate them. And I hate. I'm yeah. not fond of fighting Steve, but I'm figuring it out. So that, that boosts him a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't think he's the least fun character. To yeah. Fight, agreed. But... Like, again, we fit this camp's the ledge. <laughs> Even Olimar is fun. At least he's light. Uh, all right. <laughs> Next, Next question. question. Why is doubles more fun than singles? This is a you. <laughs> uh, because Palatina and Ness are better in doubles. It's so true. Again, most characters that are bad in singles just get elevated by default in doubles just because their weaknesses are covered by the teammate. I think that Puff is buffed no. massively in doubles. I just like it more because you can be more creative and synergy matters a lot. I'm big on synergy. Yeah. Not to so mention, that's, that's, like, it's so unexplored, it, really. right? Yeah, there's there's more depth. Yeah, there's just so much to learn and find out and discover and like so many more crazy and 
ridiculous things happen in doubles. Like, there's things you've never seen before in doubles every single match. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's why. It's All really right. good. We have a pair of questions again. If you could significantly buff one character and nerf one character, who would it be? All right, buff... Um, <laughs> Kirby. Um... Kirby, I don't know. I maybe Pichu or DK because I really enjoy watching DK them. DK would be a lot of fun. That's true. <laughs> yeah, top tier DK would be sick. That'd be pretty darn Nerf sick. As long character... as it's not like Ding Dong. Like if you're not Ding Dong, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Nerf one character, obviously Steve. Yeah, obviously. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> Shut him down immediately. It's always gonna be him. If in terms of like right. who we want gone, it's Steve. Sorry. I respect Yanni. I respect the execution it takes, but holy hell, <laughs> not a fan. Yeah. Please make him bounce. Please make him right. just a little worse. When Smash 6 drops, are you staying loyal to your character, or are you picking up a top tier? I'm staying loyal. I mean, I've done it for two games now. <laughs> yeah, you love the pup. That's you. Yes. Big it's an identity thing now. Like, it's like a brand. Um, I don't know if I'll play Ness. I kind of switch. I mean, I have, like, a cast of characters I always play, but... I would say my main is different in every game, so it'll probably be different in this game. Yeah, I think that's fun. I think that's a healthy way to do it. Like, you know, have some favorites, but be willing to experiment. Mm -hmm. All right, next question. Which game's better, 4 or Alt, and why? Um, Yeah, it depends on, like, what you value in a game, right? Like, because 4 yeah. was like, more consistent in a lot of ways, but it was also way less consistent in a lot of ways because of rage and ridiculous, like shine sparks and other things that killed you at zero for no reason rosalina and luma was a menace yeah i still prefer four to ultimate though i just like you know more grounded movement options i like the slower pace which i know a lot of people are like what yeah but yeah, yeah yeah i like ult better ultimate sometimes is too fast and mashy for me yeah I, don't, I like Ult for that reason, because there's action. There's something happening all the time. Mm -hmm. It's better for spectators. It's easier to watch. It's easier to introduce people that I know don't care about Smash 2. I'm like, this is Light, oh, is true. the Fox player. He's crazy. <laughs> and like, um, yeah, but... but I do miss like when parrying like was power shielding and power shielding mattered. Yeah. Like I miss There's, there's a lot of mechanics I miss. I miss running through people. I miss running through. I never got to do that, so I don't miss it that much. But <laughs> I do miss oh, running I... up to people instead of having to jump on them to rest them. I do miss that. Yeah, jumping is just there's just too much jumping at ultimate. There's that's too my hot much take. jumping. We should be able to run through people. Like, right. If a Sonic mixed somebody by running straight past them, that's super cool. I love that. Why did we take that away? <laughs> That's that was that was like the only cool thing Smash Four Sonic really did. Cool. But anyway, and like when Fox ran past when or sorry, the Cloud ran past your shield, it was super cool. They took away some really cool things, but overall, Ult is way cooler, and that's why I like it more. Yeah, this this could be a really long yeah discussion. We're gonna so go we'll into that here. not today. So we have a very important question: How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center or Tootsie Pop? Zero. Bite it. Be a man. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Oh. <laughs> That's some confidence in those words. <laughs> I know. You know, huh? If, if you're like licking one specific spot, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. I think it could take one lick right. if you just never detach your tongue from it. Anyway, <laughs> most fun ultimate player to watch and the least fun ultimate player to watch. The most fun, damn. I'd say light. Light is He's like the like the premiere, right? Every set he watch you. You get something. Let's do a know? DFW Even one too, because light is so obvious, right? <laughs> Uh, do you have to be all say Chef? Because oh, yeah. basic supremacist. Man, Chef is such a cool player. He's so good at this game. I also have a great time watching. Um, let me think. I'm looking at the character screen. Let's go, let's start with the least fun players to watch. 
while I think about that, who's your least favorite? Uh, DeBuzz. DeBuzz, Sorry. yeah, you know. I just want him to win because he's been it's in second boring. place for too long. <laughs> I'm like, give him a win. He needs something. Just once. Yeah. The least fun player to watch. Like, think about Wrath, right? Like, Wrath, the Sonic player. Like, oh, he yeah. never... You're, you're on the Sonic hate. I'm, I'm about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> like, we, I love Sonics because he changed what Sonics could be. He was always capable of being that high-speed, super-fast character, and he'll camp when he needs to. If you're going to force him to do it, then don't complain about it. <laughs> but until that point, like, Wrath, like, he never turned on that aggression switch. He never turned that on. He just would stick back, get that lead, and camp you for the full time. He would waste as much of your time as he could. But um, the most fun player to watch, other than, you know, White, in the local, in the local region, DFW-wise, let me... Th- uh, Lima, I of course. It's Lima. I love watching easy. Lima. I love watching Lima montages. No, yeah. Lima's funny as hell. He SDs a lot. It's always a weird thing. He doesn't have any habits. He's like, he's, he's habitless. Yeah. He just does something stupid every game and it wins him the game because he's so good. I love watching him because like something stupid always happens when he's playing. Somebody always gets dunked on. And if he loses, he loses spectacularly. <laughs> that's, that's true. Next question. Who's the DLC character you were hoping to get in Smash? I was hoping for Marks from Kirby. And Skull Kid. I really wanted Skull Kid, too. Oh, wow. After I was you. hoping um, instead of instead of Byleth, they would have announced Lin, and they would have announced that they are remaking Fire Emblem 7. That, that was my big hope. <sighs> That's like, that is the... Yeah, that's Jace's dream, too. Yeah, me and Jace <laughs> talked about that. Man, Lin would have been so sweet, if only for the fact that we would have had, like, so much thighs in this game all of a sudden. <laughs> God. I'm gonna stop <laughs> you more, there. Like, I think anybody from Fire Emblem that doesn't there. use this Alright, next question. Fine. What matters more, punish game or neutral? Well, if you asked me when the game came out, I would have said neutral. But now I would say punish for In sure. Ultimate, in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, it's punish game. Because think about Kazuya losing neutral 50 times, and then he punishes you once, and you die. <laughs> Remember the Palutena? Oh, true. Every Palutena clip you've ever seen, she like works <laughs> for two minutes and gets that stock with faultless, immaculate neutral game, and then she gets one punish, and she dies. She worked so hard. <laughs> and got so far. God, yeah. It's definitely probably punish game, but, like, you need both. You need both at the top. Yeah, level. yeah, you, de- you definitely need both. <laughs> yeah. So, next question. Squad strike or doubles, and why? Um, I think we already answered before doubles. It's just, I love know, squad playing, strike, though. Playing with a friend is so great. Playing with a partner, playing with a relative. That's, that's, that's why it's It's so best. cool, but I think that squad strike is bad. I just wish that you could pick the same character three times if you decided to be a loser. <laughs> but, like... If you if the game was so complicated that you could just be three Jigglypuffs for all three stocks, or you could be Incineroar, Byleth, and Joker, like that would make oh everything gosh. so different. It would be so I interesting. I believe in you, Big Pink. You can play other characters. I can. I have a mean me brawler. <laughs> oh my god. And an Incineroar and a Joker, god. Retired. Anyway, next. Rank these characters. Crom Roy, Ike, Aegis, Corin, Lucina, Cloud, Palutena, Wolf, MK, Game and Watch. Alright, that's hard. Um, um, who's the best in that I'll list? say one, Aegis. Mm. Roy's a close second. Two, Roy. Yeah. Three, Cloud. Mm. Four, Wolf. Five, Palutena. Oh, wow. Six, Game & Watch. Seven, Chrom. Is Palutena better than Game & Watch? Is she? Yeah, she totally no, is. Wait. She totally is. Seven, seven, Chrom. Eight, Lucina. Nine, Ike. You think ten, Lucina's worse than Chrom? I don't think Lucian's that good. I think you only... were on a roll until that point. I I disagree with that, but everything else, totally. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Krom is... 
no one plays Lucina, and like the reason no one plays Crom is because Roy's a better version. But no one plays Lucina or Mark. Well, Crom's fun, so they still play him over Lucina. But Lucina is consistent. She's just boring, boring as hell. But she's like amazing as a character. Like remember? Yeah, I, I just I think it's telling that Lucina hasn't done anything. Proto Banham just until, won a tournament <laughs> until Proto Banham used her as a secondary. Yeah, and he did go a full set with her though. I think she's very good. I think I think she's better than Krom, and I think that uh, Corin is better than Krom too, honestly. Oh yeah, okay, I'm gonna change that. I think Corin's better yeah. than Krom. Yeah, I think Shaddix like convinced me. He swayed me. So I guess that's it. <laughs> good, good list. Right. NK is the worst, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, Next we, he's cool. Most toxic character and least toxic. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of what I said earlier. Least toxic is Wolf, Palatina, etc. type character. I think the least toxic is Fox again. <laughs> he oh, just yeah. wins everything in that I, regard. I, I like fighting Fox. Yeah. Most toxic. I mean, it could be Steve, could be Kazuya. I still hate Bayo, but I just might say her. You know who else is like really not toxic? Sheik. Oh yeah, Sheik's very not toxic. Yeah. She's toxic for the player who's playing her. That's about right. it. <laughs> the Shokyo salt tweets. Oh god, I mean, they're well earned, they're deserved. Like, god, it's hard out here for a Sheik man. <laughs> but yeah, most toxic though, like obviously, you know what we're gonna say. We're gonna say Steve, We Fit Trainer. Um, uh, Diddy Kong is pretty cool at times, yeah. I'd say Steve or We Fit Trainer. <laughs> Maybe Sora, Sora's oh. a little degenerate. Duck Hunt requires a lot of precision and thought. So yeah, mm -hmm. those two. That's my answer. Okay, next question. Which character needs a moveset redesign revamp the baddest? Uh, Ganon, he definitely needs to stop being a Captain Falcon clone. God, yeah. Like, he needs to float like he did in Ocarina of Time. It's part of his whole thing. Yeah. And then he needs to, like... He, was, he wasn't slow in that game, either. Give him a reflector? Yeah, like, let him reflect things. He has the power of the Triforce in one hand, and he's deflect- He can cast magic in that game, so why doesn't uh -huh. he have a projectile? Like, yeah, there's so I, many cool things that they could have done with Ganondorf. I think that's the obvious answer. Yeah, seriously. I would give a revamp to, you know, some others. Let me think. Like, um, I'd probably give Min Min a revamp. I think she could be a lot more fun than she is. And give- Oh my god, Link. I need Breath of the Wild Link oh, to have Breath yeah. of the Wild spells. I need to have him, like- using the magnesis stuff. I need him to have the bombs and the time Revol stop. Gale. The time stop was so sick. He needs Revali's Gale as his upbeat. Yes, and I would love to, like, I just want to make them more loyal to the games. Like, Mario, when he first came, when this game was first announced, we thought he was going to have Cappy, and that was going to be a mess. We thought that was going to be so mm -hmm. funny and cool. Like, but Link, I'd say Link. That was, that was a huge opportunity that they missed. 100%. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, which Smash character would you go on a date with, and where would y'all go? Oh, who's the mama? This is my question. <laughs> Who would you do, Dare? Uh, I'll go live in a forest with Ryu. Just me and him in a cabin. <laughs> that is not anything near the answer I expected. I don't know what I expected, but not Ryu. Wild. You're wild for that. I would go with, um, let's see. Oof, there's some, there's some choices here. I can't... Pyramithra are, like, definitely spoken for. Like, I could not go on a date with them without thinking about Rex the whole time. And then oh we got, uh... Palutena, like, she's just... unattainable. Um... <laughs> I wouldn't feel good enough for her, bro. Peach... Uh... She, like... On the side, it's Bowser. Like, we all know. It's fine. 
that I, I, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. They're thriving. I, I would say Bayonetta, seven foot tall Amazonian, like witch woman. She would show me a good time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I go to the gates of hell and never come back. I would never. You know what? I go to hell for her and I never come back. <laughs> it's Bayonetta. Like one day with her is worth eternity. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's a good answer, actually. Oh, that's a hard answer. Um, yeah, there's a lot of options. I'll just say the movie I've seen the most is Zoolander. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's so dumb. That's for sure. I just, I just love laugh every time. Uh, Princess Mononoke is my favorite animated movie, so that's up there. Man. Yeah, the Ghibli movies are like a classic for any anime fan. Mm -hmm. Like, Howl's Moving Castle has a huge special place in my heart because of my relationship and we associate ourselves with them a lot. And I can't really, like, picture any other movies in my head at the moment, so we're going to say Howl's Moving so Castle. So Ghibli, sure. double Ghibli answer. <laughs> double Ghibli, double whammy. So, weirdest thing you've ever eaten. <laughs> um, I guess... What a breakneck. I guess Rocky Mountain oysters are pretty strange. Hmm... Well, my answer is I like on the on the playground. It's like an elementary school. Oh God! If we're I, going back I ate bugs, then, bro. I ate, some I ate weird bugs shit. for people. <laughs> they were like, "You won't, you won't do it, you won't do it." That's so gross. And I'm like, "Watch this." <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't want to think the things I ate <laughs> as a little kid. I blocked that out. <laughs> <laughs> Repressed memories. No, yeah. Like as a kid, we all ate some weird shit, but mm -hmm. it was. It, I didn't even need to be dared to do it. They just said, "You won't." <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. So. Final question, after you dare, please. All right, anonymous asks, which podcast most inspired on air? So it was your idea. I um actually took inspiration not from like any sports or esports podcast, but Ooh. there's this podcast called The Big Picture that talks about movies and like film culture, and they have a bunch of little. Like, they have some episodes with interviews, some episodes they have fun themes, like, they all draft, like, different movies and then have people vote on them. And it's just, it's oh, just a cool. really creative podcast that has so many different ideas. So I would say that most inspired me. And if you are interested in movies, it's it's really good. I would definitely check it it's out. It's definitely worth it. But, like, imagine the can of worms you would have opened with the movie question with those guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they would be on it for days. <laughs> For sure. Like they probably think about that every damn day. They're like, I don't know. I can't decide. There's like a favorite movie for every genre now. Right. That's that's how I would answer it if we had more time. But we don't. We are out of time. <laughs> we are way over time. That's the thing. Yeah. We're about to hit an hour 45 of total recording time. So with all that in mind, it's been a pleasure. I'm so glad we got so many questions. Like when I saw like the little list, I was like, oh, that looks perfect. Like just a couple of questions to really introduce them to the concept. But this is like pages yeah. of questions. It really um. You know, it was just a little bit until the I posted the NGL link and the floodgates opened. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of questions now. But yeah, thank you so much to everyone, to my podcast partner, to all the people that come on the podcast, to everyone in the community that listens, to Chris and Joey from Free Play and Freaks. I'm just, you know, I'm so glad we get to do this and we have a community that cares about it. It, it means a lot. Yeah, we're really happy and grateful because you know it's scary to take that jump and like start a podcast. Like everybody has that on their five year bucket <laughs> list. They're like, I may as well try. But we have to admit, like, if you somebody invites you into a podcast and it didn't do well, I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> so it means a lot that we have some ears and eyes and curious minds on the podcast and all the charismatic and ridiculously talented, funny, interesting 
and unique uh-huh. people that come on here. It's been a joy. Like, what a joy ride it's been so far. And with the NGL thing, it feels even more connected to the community than ever. So we'll be making a dedicated one here soon. We've been using dares for the moment, but I'm sure we can make an on-air oh, yeah. official Definitely NGL. Do that. We'll- and then... You know, just use that as like a fan mail section and try and bullet our way through <laughs> it a little faster than this time. Yeah, we'll have to do this again. Maybe episode 40, because, you know, I want to do a lot more of these. I want to have a bunch of people on. There's been, you know, people DMing me, asking to be on, friends asking. And it's just like, I want I want to get everyone on eventually, you know? So many interesting people yeah. in the DFW Smash scene. And the longer they wait to get on, the more polished and spectacular the podcast will be for the stage to be set for them. Like the world of the red carpet for everybody. We're excited to see you. So, in the meantime, it's been a joy. It's been a long, long episode, but it's only fitting considering it's been, what, three right. weeks? Like a month off to come back with a bang. Oh, we don't have any more breaks. <laughs> it's been a joy and a pleasure beyond measure. We'll be seeing you all next week for sure. Toodles.